0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to Deep South Dining. I'm Malcolm White. I'm here with my buddy Carol Puckett. Hello, Carol.
1: Good morning, Malcolm.
0: Tell me about your weekend.
1: My weekend was fine.
0: It was Father's Day weekend.
1: Yes, and I certainly miss my father.
0: Same here. Uh, he wasn't much of a cook, but he would get out there and grill from time to time. And your dad could, was, yeah.
1: Out. He could he could cook some shrimp and he yeah. Got he was great, quite a cook.
0: Yeah, he was. Got a great email about Father's Day from Valley Gordon Hildebrand. Valley emailed me that she said, "Happy Father's Day! I just want to let you and Carol know I cooked the squash casserole recipe for my dad on." father's day and it was divine
1: so good to hear that's judy reed's summer squash casserole look up the recipe on mpb wait food.org
0: food, food at, at mpb.org mpb mpb there you go uh, org. right java okay another email we got um Came from, uh, I believe it was a buddy of mine who lives in West Jackson. He said, I haven't had any local tomatoes yet, but I'm sure there will be some very soon. I made homemade mayo a couple of weeks ago. In fact, my father's favorite recipe and his favorite meal is a mater sandwich on salt rising bread from Cecil's grocery store in Memphis.
1: Oh, I've been to Cecil's.
0: With field corn on the cob as a side.
1: Well, I think everybody's thinking tomatoes because Mississippi tomatoes, especially Smith County tomatoes, came in last week. So mm-hmm. there's just a virtual tomato fest. And um, I don't know about you, but I was concentrating on the tomato this weekend. It's like a celebration when they come in.
0: It was a tomato frenzy.
1: It was a tomato frenzy. Um, I I made uh, Tomato sandwiches, of course. Mm. I made some for my mom. Uh, I I did it Vicksburg style and cut out, you know, with the a biscuit cutter, ones. cut out uh-huh. the little round thing and served her sandwiches. I made my own tomato sandwich, a big tomato sandwich. You left the crust on. Left the off? crust on, mm-hmm. but um, I wanted to tell you that I did do some recycling when I cut the hole in the tomato. I saved the bread for the next day and made John toad in a hole. Oh, I already had the bread with okay. the hole. So. Toad
0: in a hole, egg in a hole. Yeah. Many names for this breakfast I know, brunch and brunch I we item. talked
1: about it a few weeks One ago. One of my favorites. Yeah.
0: We also got an email from Christine Fox Phillips, who wrote to us uh, with a squash pie recipe. So, so we're gonna Well, going let's to bring it that. on.
1: I'll post it.
0: We'll post it. It's basically squash and eggs and flour and cheese and melted butter and such. But it, we'll post this on our on our site so people can make. You know, make, make squashes there's in. there's
1: always cheese involved. Yeah, in a, it, in a squash casserole.
0: It's that time of year where squash and tomatoes and watermelons are really, really the item.
1: And Malcolm, I actually saw a picture on Facebook last night of what was going on in your kitchen. That was the most beautiful tomato tart. Tell, tell me about
0: it. Well, I had all these Smith County tomatoes that I picked up at Brenda's stand uh, last week. And That's we,
1: down at the old Woodrow Wilson right, Farmer's Market. The
0: old Farmer's Market in Jackson. And uh, Brenda is there, I guess, third generation running that stand. I went down got some audio. We're going to play it a little bit later. But uh, while I was there, I just stocked up on tomatoes, Bought a few plants. I got some um, pickling cucumbers. I made uh, pickles over the weekend. You know, because it was the pickle fest weekend, and so I made pickles. It was
1: the pickle fest weekend in Wicken. No, at
0: the Ag Museum at the Ag in Museum. Jackson. Okay. Mm-hmm. they had the first annual pickle fest, and I sort of had intentions of going, but. I never did get down there, though. Me and my friends. The pickle did. I just anyway, made pickles, yeah. you know. So, so anyway, your
1: own pickle fest.
0: So Kara took these Smith County tomatoes and sliced them up, and we put some fresh basil in there, and and she uh, created this beautiful tomato pie, which was inspired by Estes Keys' tomato pie, which we'll also talk about a little bit later on. And Estes had emailed me a photograph of his first pie of the season, and so Kara saw it, and she just sat down, never made a tomato pie before and made one just sort of off the top of her head and it was delicious.
1: And that's why you married that woman. That's
0: that's one of the reasons for sure. So your favorite tomato dish is a tomato sandwich, is that right?
1: It is certainly my, my favorite. It's one of my favorite dishes of all time anywhere. and. So much so that before these days where you can buy uh, pepper grinders in the grocery store, mm-hmm. I used to carry my own little pepper grinder oh. with me. I had a little little uh, aluminum pepper grinder and would carry it all over when I had to travel huh. and have my tomato sandwiches because it's an important, pepper's an important ingredient
0: for me. Can you take a pepper grinder through an airport? Security. I bet you can
1: now. I bet uh, you can. Yeah. You know, in, in these days, we can get lots of pepper. But my favorite sandwich, now, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. But I like squishy white grocery store bread. Right. Duke's mayonnaise. mm mm-hmm. Thick sliced tomatoes. mm mm-hmm. Sea salt, ground pepper, And then I like to tear up a few basil leaves and put it on mine. So what's your favorite?
0: You get fancy with your tomato Well, the
1: only thing I get fancy on is the basil. Well, that tomato and basil, that's the taste of summer for me.
0: That's that's right. That's a a good combo. I I guess if I had to pick a tomato favorite, and I I like all sorts of tomatoes. Uh, Hated them all as, as a child. Love them all as an adult. I like the fried green ones. Uh, I like a slice with a dollop of mayo. Uh, I like it on my sandwiches. But I think my favorite is tomato gravy.
1: And so do you make your own tomato gravy? Oh,
0: absolutely. Well, tell me about it. Well, I just cut up the tomatoes with some onions and garlic and and stew them down. And then thicken them up just a little bit on the end uh, with a little bit of flour or a white flour water mix. But you can tighten it up. A slurry. A slurry, if you want it. Some people like it loose. But, you know, tomato gravy goes good on rice. It goes good on fried meats. It goes good on chicken. Uh, it goes good on everything. So I just make up a batch, put it in the refrigerator, and pull it out from time to time and put it on this, that, and the other.
1: Well, I know that tomato sandwiches are very personal things. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people have their very own tomato sandwich ideas and i would love to hear some of them this morning um I, I was just horrified to read that some people in the north actually put butter on their tomato sandwiches butter instead of mayo
0: not toasted just like room temperature like butter?
1: room temperature butter uh, oh also i saw some people that sprinkle a little sugar it's just it's horrible sugar yeah horrible mm. horrible
0: i hate that I, I hate hope, to hear that, really. Yeah,
1: I hope people call in and, and tell us their tomato sandwich.
0: What's your favorite tomato sandwich recipe? Bring, Give us a call, 1-877-672-7464, or email us at food at mpbonline.org. Did you see the article in Kitchen.com about the four reasons why Southerners do tomatoes better than anyone else?
1: I did not, but I I believe it.
0: Well, do you know what those four reasons might be? Take a guess. What are the four reasons? Well, tomato
1: sandwich, I am certain of. Ding, 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 ding.
0: (laughs) Tomato sandwich. Winner, winner. Carol's Uh, a winner. Take another shot.
1: Um... Tomato pie or tomato tart. Exactly.
0: See, you're on a roll here. So tomato sandwiches, one of the four reasons. Tomato pie, another of the four reasons. Come and then on, keep I'm, going.
1: I'm, I'm clueless. Uh, tomato jam.
0: No, but how about chow chow? Chow chow. You ever make chow chow?
1: I have never made chow chow. I dance to a- the chow
0: chow, <laughs> but I don't know that I've ever made any. I've eaten Cause a lot You can of
1: make it. it with green tomatoes, too.
0: I have jars of it in my uh, pantry. I pull it out and put it on peas. Particularly this time of year, it goes great on peas and beans and okra and all sorts of things. I just love to put it right over it.
1: I've never made it, but I've bought a lot at farmer's markets.
0: And the fourth reason why Southerners are better at tomatoing is fried green tomatoes.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: I had a dish at Walker's Drive-In last week of fried green tomatoes, with a sauce of crawfish tails and a lemony yum, butter topping that was just divine. Had a little green underneath, a little lettuce underneath it.
1: And this is Walker's Drive-In. Walker's in, Drive-In
0: in Jackson, Mississippi in the Fondren in the neighborhood. Fa- yeah,
1: in the Fondren
0: area. I was meeting our buddy Sally for lunch. I bet you didn't know Sal slipped in and out.
1: I did not. I, I- did not. But um, tell me, have you ever had a fried green tomato sandwich? that uh, Taylor Bowen's made up at Frankie and Johnny's in Greenwood.
0: Frankie and Johnny's? I think it's called something. Fan. Fan. Fan and Johnny's. Fan and Johnny's. Well, Frankie and
1: Johnny were lovers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but Fan and Johnny is a restaurant yeah, in Greenwood. Yeah. <laughs> with the great chef, Taylor, Taylor Ricketts. Bowen Ricketts. And she was uh, in town for the Food Fest uh, last week, so that's great. All right. We've got to take a break come back hear from you we'd love to talk we're going to mayo next we talked about tomatoes now we're going to talk about the great southern mayonnaise is it duke's blue, pa- blue plate blue hellman's homemade what's your favorite mayo give us a call 1-877-672-7464 or email us to food at mpbonline.org carol and i will be right back
2: and homegrown tomatoes up in the morning out in the garden get you ripe but don't get a hard one plant them in the spring eat them in the summer all winter without them a culinary bummer I forget all Mr. about sweating Guy and Clark Every time I go one of out,
0: Carol and I's favorite tunes
1: favorite song homegrown tomatoes,
0: home-grown tomatoes. Mr. Guy Clark all right, we have segued from tomatoes to mayonnaise because you
1: can't talk about tomatoes without talking about mayonnaise. I
0: agree with that 100%. In fact, I think uh you made recently made some some homemade uh, tomatoes, I mean homemade mayonnaise, is that right?
1: I had some homegrown tomatoes too, but yeah. <laughs> I, I I spent a good morning in the kitchen with my friend Meredith Creighton and making a couple of different kinds of of homemade mayonnaise and you know i'm I'm a duke's girl yeah but i'm ho- a
0: hellman's guy
1: yeah and uh, but homemade mayonnaise only takes minutes I, I just don't know why we don't do it more often
0: well because we are often lazy it's easier to reach in the fridge and grab a jar and Uncap it and do a dollop
1: well, there are, you have know, so many home homemade mayonnaises, mayonnaise just like there are commercial products. Some are with egg yolks, some are with um, eggs.
0: and let's see now, is it dukes or or uh, Hellmans that uses the whole egg versus just the yolk?
1: Hellmans uses the whole yolk mm-hmm. and dukes uses egg yolks.
0: So it's the whole and egg or the yolk.
1: Actually, has a pinch of sugar in it. Oh yeah, but Duke's does not, and it's probably because when Eugenia Duke first started making mayonnaise, it was back right, right in the World War One era, that sugar was rationed. But oh, that okay. is that's a slight slight difference. But you know, it's actually the hundred year anniversary of Eugenia Duke's mayonnaise. She she. Was making sandwiches for soldiers. Uh, came up with the mayonnaise recipe. Soon, got to be serving ten thousand sandwiches a day. A, a real female entrepreneur in a time where that was that was a rare thing.
0: Yeah, and she's uh, quite a phenomenon. If you have a chance to to you know Google her or or search about her life, she was way ahead of her time. And there's some great videos of her. Her daughter and her granddaughter's talking about the, her legacy and being such a trendsetter and so so far out of the box. But, and and uh,
1: she sold it actually sold it in nineteen twenty nine to the uh, C K Sour Company, and they've been they've been making it ever since. But it has inspired many uh, poems, stories, paintings. Uh, there's one by our own friend, Amy Evans, who oh, lives, yeah. lives yeah. in Houston. And one of my favorite stories is about the lady who called uh, called about Dukes. When they were changing the jar, they changed the jar from glass to plastic. And this mm-hmm. woman called the factory and said she needed three glass jars with the label intact because she wanted to put her ashes Oh. In Duke's mayonnaise jars and give give it to her three daughters, so they would have a little bit of her in their kitchens.
0: What a what a send off!
1: Yeah, and in, that's in not the jar. only one. There are a couple of other examples. Wow. So um, goodness, that means people love Duke's.
0: All right, we're going to uh, go to the phones and talk about mayonnaise. Look, nothing says Deep South Dining like a dollop of lemony lusciousness with grand mayonnaise. So we got It's Becky. the
1: sauce that binds the South together.
0: And you and I have never met a condiment that we didn't we like. Did. This That's is true. the queen of condiments. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Becky on the phone from Meridian. Hey, Becky, what's going on?
3: Hey, Malcolm. I'm good. How are you?
0: I am great. <laughs>
3: How's good. the Queen
0: City today?
3: Uh, the Queen City is, you know, hot and humid like the rest of all of Mississippi, but it's good. It's supposed well, to be hot and humid. It's mid-June.
0: Well, so. it's good because the ground begins to warm and vibrate, and the vegetables and the fruits emerge from that yes. warm, vibrating ground.
3: Yes, they do. <laughs> and I I want to tell... Uh, Carol, I completely agree with her about um, that basil and tomato just go together. And I don't know if either one of y'all have cooked anything out of Molly Katzen's any of her vegetarian cookbooks, but the Enchanted oh, those
1: Broccoli are old Forest. classics. I think Enchanted yeah. Broccoli Forest has been around since probably the '80s. Wonderful oh,
3: yeah, book. It has, and she says in there that basil is the reason God gave you a nose. <laughs> uh,
0: I've been wondering about this thing. <laughs>
3: <I know.
2: laughs>
3: but um, so really, I, I'm, I'm not calling about mayonnaise. But that's a really cool story you just told about the woman who's going to put her ashes in Duke's mayonnaise jars. Because I've always wanted a Viking funeral, you know, a send off like that. But mm. I don't know. I think I think mayonnaise jars would be pretty cool too.
0: Yeah. Um, As so ashes telling, go.
3: um and so what i really called about is one of my favorite things that my mother does who's 84 and still lives in tupelo and she cuts up green tomatoes the same size as her cut up okra and batters them together just lightly in cornmeal Mm. and fries them together and if you've never had it it's wonderful to get a bite of tart green fried tomato in with your wonderful, crunchy, uh,
0: salty. Yeah. That
1: sounds absolutely like heaven
0: that I will make within 48 hours.
3: Yeah, you should. And, (laughs) and, uh, and so Malcolm, I'm, I'm the Becky that one of the Becky's at least that, you know, from the fair. So I'm not going to mention our fair cabin number, but, You know, you're always invited to Saturday night supper where the meal is the same. Every year we have homemade meatloaf, purple hull peas, uh, butter beans, um, fresh cut up sliced Mm. onions and tomatoes and basil and mayonnaise.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope he can bring a friend.
3: Yeah, sure, sure. So, Becky, uh,
0: what are the dates of the Neshoba County Fair this year?
3: Oh, the first, uh, well... The, the first day, the first official day, is Saturday. It's like July 26th. Mm-hmm. Is the is the, I think the twenty-sixth is that Saturday, and so it starts then. And you know, it'll it'll be exceptionally hot this year because it's a statewide election. No so doubt, a lot of hot air. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> hot <laughs> air goes good with supper.
3: Yeah, it does, and it goes good with the fair. Right, and um, so, and I'll just. I end by saying one, my favorite quote about the Neshoba County Fair was written by uh, someone who was writing an article for the Oxford American magazine. Uh-huh. He's he was from Mississippi, but had never been to the fair before, and I think it was a presidential election year, so hmm. huge turnout. And he walked on to Founder Square, and he said, "Wow." This is always as I imagined hell would be. It's <laughs> hot, I'm thirsty, and everybody I know is here. <laughs> Becky, thank you.
0: Thanks a lot. Uh, that was great. Becky from Meridian, the Queen City, calling about a dish involving green tomatoes and okra. I, I, I like that a so much. Fried, fried together. And now we're going to take another call from Stoneville, Mississippi, from Joshua. That's the home of Jim Henson, Stoneville. Hello, Joshua.
2: Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. And uh, y'all got my mouth watering here, and I just had to go ahead and chime in because a tomato sandwich is a, a ritual passage into summertime for us, and... It's basically the trifecta. And y'all have already said the mayonnaise that holds it together. Uh, it's got to be dukes. And then your white bread has to be on point, the kind that almost sticks to the roof of your mouth.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Uh huh. Squishy. To, that's right. It's got to be, you know, bunny bread. Go ahead and cheat a little bit with the white bread. And Sarah Lee now has that artisan bread out that is just super good. And then for the main portion of that, the tomato uh it's got to have that perfect acidity and you know we like Marions; they're not over acidic um but that just goes really well and then i like to just go ahead and lightly do a little tony sacheries and Mm. to me that's perfect well that's
1: your secret ingredient and uh let me add, Joshua, that one of the rules of tomato sandwich eating is never to wear long sleeves when you're eating a tomato sandwich over the sink. Ah. Which is where a lot of people eat It's them. a good
0: place to eat a tomato sandwich. No need to even sit down. Let it drip. All right, Josh, thank thanks for calling in, man. That that was great. Now what kind of tomatoes did he say to use? Marion's Marion
1: tomatoes.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you know about that?
1: I really don't know. I don't I'm know not a, a thing farmer. About it. uh. I mean, I see them at at the garden at the garden stores, but that 's our next next life where we 're going to grow tomatoes.
0: You know, I always love the Creole tomatoes, and having spent time down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, those Creole tomatoes come in now i don 't know exactly their history. Do you know much about the Creoles? No, but they actually have they put up special signage saying that the Creoles are in the Creole tomatoes, and my buddy, Estes. Key makes his tomato pies out of with the Creole. Creole tomatoes. So it's like one down in that part of the world along the coast people brag about, I got some Creole tomatoes, I made a salad with Creoles or a pie with Creoles. So it's yes, we need kind to of...
1: learn more about Creole tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But you know one thing I wanted to mention, I'm not through with mayonnaise yet. Well,
0: no reason to be through with it.
1: <laughs> what is Miracle Whip?
0: What is Miracle what Whip? What is it? It's inexplicable. I don't know. Well, I think it came about as a, um, a it was depression, a depression. It yeah. was a
1: depression food because a mayonnaise cannot be labeled mayonnaise unless 65% of it is made of oil. So Miracle Whip, they keep their oil content secret, does not have 60, 65% uh, oil in it. And it's also cooked. But you're right, it was. It came about during the Depression when they were trying to lower the price of mayonnaise mm-hmm. for people that couldn't afford the real thing.
0: Well, I'm going to stick with Hellman's.
1: But it's not the real thing. And my other comment is I'm surprised since you love Creole tomatoes and talk about the coast and have a house on the coast that you're not a Blue Plate guy. Because Blue Plate is from Louisiana. It's the from New Orleans, New Orleans, Orleans yeah.
0: actually. Well. I can I can switch it. I can occasionally yeah. try other mayos. Well, in I'm fact, glad that you're loyal, I'm not loyal to your product. I just okay. like Hellman's the best. Okay, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk to the the great Felder Rushing about heirloom tomatoes. Despite the name of heirlooms, you don't find them in your grandmother's attic or at antique stores. Nope, you find them at your local farmer's market. So join in the conversation. Give us a call, one 877 672 7464 or email us to food at mpbonline.org stay tuned
4: an evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered join me Meredith Michelle with WJSU's Evening Jazz 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio
0: Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining. I am Malcolm White. I'm here with my good buddy, Carol Puckett. And we know some mornings you're busy and you can't always listen to the entire program, but you can always catch up and listen back to our website, mpbonline.org slash Dining, Or you can subscribe to the podcast using the MPB public media app or any of the podcast apps. So we've got a caller on the phone. We've got Bert calling in, and after Bert, we're going to go to Felder via Skype. So, Bert, what's happening, my man?
5: Liquor last week, and I wanted to pass on a tip that you won't see in city folks. But when you go to somebody's house that's serving pot liquor, you'll either see a little pile of blocks of woods in the middle of the table or a stack of knives laying flat. And we went there, the lady we were Dining with, and she said, "Y'all know what those are for." And then we said, "We didn't know what they were for." We so "What you do is, when you serve pot liquor, you would take either the knife or a block of wood and put it under under one end of the plate, opposite of the turnip
3: uh-huh.
5: cream, and it would throw the juice off to that end, and that's where you'd set your cornbread."
1: Wow! What a tip! So
5: it's- if you want to have a good country home, you need some little blocks of wood. I guess you could put Legos or dominoes or or, or extra kitchen knives. You have that, and you put them on the end side of your plates. The little pot liquor's the other side.
0: Wow, what a great tip! For, yeah, you for don't those. want
1: one bit of pot liquor to escape. No,
5: and of course you got a nice level table, and the pot is just moving around everywhere. You really want it in one spot.
0: So you yeah, give it you a little tilt. Yeah, you dip that cornbread in it. Put the cornbread down there. Let Malcolm, the corn- we have so much to try this week. Let the cornbread receive the pot liquor. Yes, yes. <laughs> what a great tip! Thanks for calling, Bert. That's. Take you later. Yes, sir. A little bit more about pot liquor. You can never really talk too much about pot liquor.
1: Yeah, and we talked last week, and I love it that Sherry Castle said it should be put in china bouillon cups or champagne glasses. That it's so fine.
0: Absolutely. So, speaking of so fine, let's uh, let's go to Skype and talk to our great buddy Felder Rushing about heirloom tomatoes. Hey, Felder. (laughs) Hey, hey, you two!
6: What a great tip about the pot That's the best. Great tip. Yeah. You know, and as I lecture about gardening around the country, hey Carol, how you doing?
1: Good morning, Felder. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you know, as I lecture, I hear so many weird little tips like that. And, and, and I found out the difference between Crowder peas and black eyed peas isn't with how they're shaped or how they're grown, it's about the Crowder peas got better pot liquor. Ah.
1: Well, that, that is And yeah, it draws a yeah, greater crowder. <laughs> odd, odd, oddball,
6: oddball stuff. They're easy to shell, too. Hey, before we get to, to tomatoes, can I make a couple of comments about stuff y'all talked about earlier? Please. One is, Malcolm, there's nothing like thickening up tomato gravy with leftover cornbread. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, I like that a lot.
6: You know, because there's always one or two pieces, and we, Carol, we've all eaten it cold out of the refrigerator. But throwing it in some tomato gravy is a wonderful thickener. Uh, and also, getting that. back to the thing about mayonnaise, uh, some years ago I had a big tomato BLT sandwich making thing. And by the way, we always have basil with with the uh, with t- for people to add to it. But I'm, I'm glad to a hear superstition- it, Felder. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just perfect. But uh I did a little surreptitious study, there were dozens of people there, and about it given a choice, uh I had white bread and and, uh, and wheat bread, given a choice, about half and half preferred on their own, wheat bread to white bread, but about forty percent of the people chose miracle whip over mayonnaise. Really? Hello! Wow!
0: I'm
1: just—I'm shocked. (laughs) We're—I know, I know, I
6: I know. But this is people given a choice with free will, and about forty percent, and they say because they like the sweetness. And really, the only difference between Miracle Whip and mayonnaise, Miracle Whip is salad dressing. It's got uh, corn uh, corn syrup in it.
1: Yeah, and it it, it has a a lot of um, ingredients on the label. Yeah, extra ingredients on the label.
6: Yeah. Well, and and one last thing, and this is a really stupid thing. Do you know where a Miracle Whip gets its name? I don't. (laughs) 1933 World's Fair, the craft company had a brand new machine that would mix the ingredients together easier, and the machine was called the Miracle Whip.
0: Oh man, that's good uh, this, stuff. This is,
6: this, hey, we this, have learned this, this so much what, today. You know, you, this is what MPB is all about, right?
0: You know, Felder, you should have a radio show. <laughs> You're just full of <laughs> information.
6: Nah, that's it's, it's better talking to y'all because I can drink a beer while I'm
0: doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right.
6: Uh, I've been eating this late in the day. Hey, what about tomatoes?
0: Let's talk about them.
1: Oh, uh, we we all know we know that heirloom tomatoes are a thing. I mean, we see them at the farmer's market and grocery stores and restaurant menus. Um, They're weirdly shaped and colorful, and some people think they're even better tasting. So what's what's the deal? Tell us about them.
6: Well, of course, I I, I balance things with being raised right and also with the scientific background. The truth is uh, heirloom tomatoes are just tomatoes that can be saved by seed, that the hybrids you know, you can't save seeds or however they won't come true. So heirlooms are any kind of tomatoes that are being grown for a long time that you can save the seeds and share and pass around. And there's maybe 4,000 of them out there. Wow. There's one company up in in, uh, in Minnesota that, uh, it, excuse me, in Iowa, that sells seeds of hundreds of different kinds of tomatoes with pictures. And some are big, some are little, some are red or purple or yellow, some are sweet, some are acidic, uh, some are vine, some are bush, but basically heirloom just means something that's been saved from the past versus a modern hybrid which you have to redo every year
0: so felton what are your favorite tomatoes what do you grow what do you like to pick when you have well options?
6: you know guys you know I, I i live overseas before the year and I, I i i stopped planting tomatoes a long time ago because you have to be there for it right. and i'm gone uh but the 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 kinds that it given a choice. I would grow the bush type tomatoes. You know, there's bush type that make a, you can put a cage around them and they make a whole mm-hmm. bunch of tomatoes over a short time. And then there's the vine types that keep growing and growing and growing and growing. Well, to me, it's easy to grow a bush type because you can plant them oh, every month or so and always have a good harvest and the plants are done before they have a chance to get diseased. Right. It's easier to replant the bush type. But um, I get a, a lot of questions, uh, you guys, about you know, some people like that acid uh tomato, some like a low acid. And the truth is they all have about the same amount of acidity. Hmm. Uh just some have got more natural sugar content and that sort of covers up the acidity. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, and the other thing, the reason why farmers market and homegrown taste better is because once you pick a tomato off the vine, you know, you can put it on the windowsill and it'll continue to turn red and get softer. But it doesn't really ripen. Once you pluck it, that's as sweet as it's ever going to get. So the longer you can leave it on the vine, the more sugar is going to be produced before it's harvested. Unfortunately, they don't ship very long or hold up. So uh, the later you could leave one on the vine, the more natural sweetness is going to have. And that's you know, one of the big, big things right there.
0: Well, one uh, last question. But, I got. I got to get to this. We got it. We got Brenda Langham coming on. Uh, in the next oh boy! Segment. Oh
6: boy! Oh boy! The, but, the queen. The
0: queen. The queen. But let me ask you this: What is your take on the Smith County thing? That brand. What What's so special about Smith County watermelon? Smith County tomatoes. What
6: What's? It's It's, it's called marketing. You know, it's just called marketing. Well, who's you the genius?
0: A- who's the genius that decided that they were going to market Smith County over other counties?
6: Well, they were, you know, I mean, I, I have uh, labels from tomato companies from back in Crystal Springs, the big packing thing. Just Smith County melons have been marketed well, like like uh like and sweet potatoes and all like that. Uh, listen, I know you got to go to this other, but let me throw out real quick. If people are going to try new varieties, you know, they've got the big ones, the slicers, the huge whopper ones, uh, and the cherry tomatoes. But one of my favorites is the tiny currant. Tomatoes. They're less than a half inch. They're tiny little things. They produce just wise like like bunches of grape But the current tomatoes are small and they're extremely sweet and they're mm. pretty. They come in yellow, or red, but they're called current tomatoes. And I, I'd love people to give those a try.
0: great Can we can find those locally?
6: uh no, you got to get the seeds.
0: Got to get the seeds and grow them. So they're heirlooms.
1: Yep. Nothing to it. Uh, Felder, can you yes. give us the name of the catalog? That you mentioned that has all the heirlooms. Yeah,
6: well, there's several out there. One is called Southern Exposure. They're from North Carolina, but but the most the most popular one, the one that has the most variety, is called Seed Savers. Okay, thank you. Google Seed Saver. They've been doing this. They're they're the the one of the top heirloom. You know, th- th- it's a company that doesn't just sell seeds. They grow these plants to keep them preserved, and every year they sell some of the excess seeds from the year before. But they got great pictures on the website.
1: Thank you so much, Felder. We really appreciate okay. it. And
0: Man, it's great talking to you. Wherever
1: you are, All have right. a wonderful day.
0: Absolutely. Woohoo! See y'all. <laughs> right. That's Felder Rushing, um, the uh, horticulturalist and, and great host of uh, an MPB program entitled. The Gestalt Gardener, on the, the one and only Felder Rushing on tomatoes, he says the Smith County thing is marketing. I don't not believe not so fast, my I friend. I don't believe Felder. I don't think Brenda's buying that. So we're gonna in the next segment, Brenda Langham from the Farmers Market is gonna give her take on Smith County tomatoes. All right, let's take a break. This will be our last break for the hour. We still want to hear from you. Give us a call one 672 7464 or email us to food at MPB online. Carol Puckett and I will be right back
5: no matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app.
0: Welcome back. You are listening to Deep South Dining. I am Malcolm White with... I'm Carol Puckett. That's right. And we are in the studio talking about food.
1: And tomatoes.
0: And mayonnaise. And what else? Peas, corn, farmers markets. Farmers markets, <laughs> and before the break, I told you we were going to talk to one of the legendary farmer market operators, the queen of Smith County,
1: Brenda Cockrell Langham.
0: And you've known Brenda a while.
1: I have. I've I've been going for decades to the farmers market. You know, her parents were there, and. Uh, Brenda was a young thing, and she's carried on her parents' tradition and uh, I'm just so proud of the work you know, her her father actually died a couple of years ago, and we all grew up on Daddy's tomatoes, and she still has a whole section of Daddy's tomatoes. I think he was ninety two and and was actually working on his tractor. And you know, came in and died that day. So it was a long, productive farming life.
0: And the tomato pie that we discussed in the first segment that was made at seven fifty-five Gillespie Street this weekend were made from Daddy's tomatoes. Excellent. She had a whole bend of of Daddy's Smith Counties. So anyway, let's take. I went down to the farmers market on Friday. I was able to catch up with the. Uh, very busy uh and, and very active, uh Brenda. She was she was she, she
1: runs all over the She's that running stall. everywhere. Her
0: her, her stand her is over. Her, are, people her, are yelling her, at her. They need information. <laughs> she's been pulled she's like walking around with the governor. So so Brenda's gonna tell us a little bit about her take on why Smith County.
7: Smith County watermelons, tomatoes, vegetables of any kind, uh the soil is Different than, say, Simpson County, Kapaa County, Hines County, Rankin County. I think the old timey farmers, the Smith County farmers, were old timey and they kept the soil fertilized. They kept it, the slag, the lime, the, instead of putting all these chemicals on it, they would put ash, they would put different old timey things that made the soil rich, and by doing that, um, through the years, all the old-timer farmers has told the other farmers, and they have kept up with this tradition, and the watermelons are sweeter, the tomatoes are better, all the vegetables have a better, um, the The whole thing like squash, uh, corn, field corn, um, cucumbers, anything that you raise, if you've got your land, your soil right, then you would have a wonderful product to sell. And it not only is beautiful, but it also tastes good. You can get a beautiful tomato from somewhere else and... It's pretty, but the taste, sometimes the texture of it is mealy, or it's um, not acid. And I found that the Smith County tomatoes is, is very, very, the texture is very good, and the acid is just there. And that's the reason people has been coming to us for so many years. My daddy was... 92 years and him and my mom started this business and um, he farmed up until the day that he died and my mom was a I guess she was like the backbone of the place because everything everybody that you comes up here that talks about my mom and dad um, they they just love them and all the people that comes to see me at Brenda's Produce Mom and Dad is the one that started this, but I have tried to keep it going because of the products and because of the, the good name that uh, we have as Smith County producers. And all the people that comes here, there are lots of customers that's been repeat customer for years that was here with my mom and dad. They're like my family their their friends, their family. And during my sickness, which I was sick from January until April, and I'm supposed to open every year. Everybody knows that I'm supposed to open with the Smith County Homegrown Produce in April. But this year I didn't get to. I was real, real sick. And you don't you can't believe the phone calls, the prayers, the people that was so concerned and so loving the way that they uh, will come out now and said we prayed for you and we, and I'm better and like I said this this Smith County produce is it's my heart this is my heart the people here are like I said they're from my family and I love them and I want them to have good stuff and without them they wouldn't be on me but my father died. My mama died. Now my son and Christy is trying so hard to raise the stuff. But Jeff always says it's Papa's knowledge and my hard work. So we're still keeping the tradition of the soil, the tomatoes, the watermelons, all the vegetable. We still don't use all of the harmful sprays all the harmful chemicals and yeah sometimes we lose a lot of it because especially corn the worms get in it the little army worms and they'll eat 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 but it's better to cut that part off than it is to spray something on it that would be harmful to a person
0: That's Brenda from Brenda's Produce, and you can hear the train in the background down on Mill Street.
1: Yeah, and we're only days away from one of Mississippi's most famous festivals. It's the tomato festival in crystal springs and malcolm i wrote about this a few years years ago when i was doing that blog for viking uh Uh, crystal springs is known as the tomatopolis
0: the tomatopolis of the the world yes it
1: is and it started back in the 19th century when one of uh crystal springs citizens mr piazza Uh, received a few tomato seeds from his native Italy. Wait,
0: that would make them heirlooms.
1: That would make them heirlooms, but uh, cotton wasn't doing so great down there, so Uh they started growing tomatoes. And uh, there was a north-south railroad line that would take the tomatoes up north. And so Little Crystal Springs is, was and is the Tomatopolis.
0: And they host the tomato festival. They do. And now we have from the... uh, Tomato Festival in Crystal Springs, Stacy Thornton. Stacy, what's going on?
4: Good, good morning. How hey, good
0: morning. What's yes, going we
4: on? Getting, we're getting geared up for the the 24th annual Tomato Festival in Crystal Springs. You're yes. exactly right. Our first load of tomatoes that left Crystal Springs went from Crystal Springs to Denver, Colorado.
1: Wow. Uh,
4: all a long time ago. By rail, of course. But this is the 24th annual, and we're, we've hit the street running, okay? <laughs> and so, what are
1: to- the dates of the festival?
4: Well, it's always the last weekend of June. So, it'll start on Friday, June the 28th. Um, our junior auxiliary hosts a street dance, a street party, uh, and the 41st Army Band will be performing. Have y'all ever heard them?
1: No, but I'd, I'd love to. Is there still a tomato queen?
4: Of course there's a tomato queen. What's a tomato festival without a tomato queen? And we will crown our tomato queen uh, at around 630 on Friday night before the street dance. Um, and the tomato queens are picked by all of the um, organizations within the town. They um, they ask, you know, they they choose their tomato queen, and then there is a, uh, a jury of people that will interview, and then they will choose the queen as She will be announced on Friday night.
0: So it's a big secret. Um,
4: I wonder if they
1: ask them a final question, like what their platform is, like Miss America.
0: Yeah, like is it Dukes or Hellman's? That would be the the final question.
1: And you also have a a race, don't you?
4: We do. We have a 5K race, and um, it starts at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. And um, it starts at the city pool, and you can go online. It, I mean, we have a, a website, of course, Christ city cityofcrystalsprings.com. And that'll, up in the right hand corner, you just hit the tabs, and it'll take you to the community tab, and just click on Chamber of Commerce. And that has all the information, especially for the online registration. They can register for the 5K race um, online, and it's racesonline.com. Slash, slash, tomato, dash, dash, dash five I know that's a lot, but just do it all through the Chamber of Commerce. Talk about tomato. We do, and they have the most wonderful T-shirt this year, and it's like a watercolor tomato on the front of it.
3: All it's, right! It's,
4: it's fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of people jump into the city pool after the race because they're hot. It's June. It's, you know, we live in the south.
0: So that's the Tomato Festival in Crystal Springs coming up June 29 and June 30. It is a 24th annual Tomato Festival in Crystal Springs. There is a dance. There's the cro- the crowning of the Tomato Queen 5K1. And, and then everybody jumps in the city pool afterwards. This sounds like a blast. So that... Well, go ahead.
4: Change the it's,
0: it's the 28th and 29th. Oh, 28th and 29th. So sorry.
4: And, and right. there's a... There's also a, a farmers market.
0: Of
2: course,
4: there's a kids parade. I mean, there's something for everyone. There's an art you know, art contest. There's a photo
0: contest.
4: There's
0: there's there's a contest for, for everything. 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 Stacy, thanks for calling in and for the great info about the Tomato Fest in Crystal Springs. We have got a couple of recipes here we want to post on our website and talk about. One came from our great friend in Bay St. Louis, Estes Key. And In it's Estes. his
1: tomato pie. It it's absolutely delicious and I can't wait to get it up. I can't wait wait to make it.
0: It is fantastic. And it's the pie, the photo of the pie that inspired the pie that I had this weekend. Yeah. So remember, sharing creates creativity. So if you So there it is. If you're cooking and, and creating, share it with your friends. And I also want to post
1: a simple but fabulous recipe for tomato toasts from Mary Sharp Rainer in Oxford, and it's one of her old family recipes from Grenada. But I was served that this week, and it was absolutely delicious. And it, it's really you, you just take toast, mm-hmm. you thin slice tomatoes, but you have to kind of pat them dry so they're not too liquid, right And then you put butter on top of the tomatoes
0: uh, and grill it
1: and grill well boil you put it on you put it under the broiler wow you can put a little salt and pepper but it is absolutely delicious and I'm calling it the bruschetta of mississippi and we'll post those recipes this afternoon
0: We certainly appreciate our listeners today. This has been uh, the Deep South Dining Program with Carol Puckett and Malcolm White. Remember that we are a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by generous contributors like yourself. Our producer today was Java Chapman. And we will be back every Monday night at 9 o'clock. Stay tuned for Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedies at 11 a.m. Join us next Monday at 9 o'clock, Deep South Dining, on MPB Think Radio.